So, oh yeah, so you went down there to DC, and um, how long was the drive? Uh, it was about four hours each way. That's actually not that bad. It's not too bad, and I. But I have to admit, I didn't drive a single minute of it. So, uh, the... Brian drove. So it wasn't bad for me. Yeah. Uh, but Brian likes to drive. Uh, what was weird was on the way back, the lady sent the GPS lady sent us like the lady, the lady in the box. <laughs> she sent us near Philadelphia, which okay. was, which was kind of weird. Like we got off of uh 95 and then it took us through this whole looping area to get back to get back uh, yeah she wants you to go but why would she go near philadelphia because that's isn't that like kind of west yeah so here's what uh, i'll have to admit is we did get off initially to get a jamoka shake because we the, the oh so you guys were doing, <laughs> you guys were fucking around with both the road and your stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the the siren song of Arby's called to us and um yeah, we oh. so initially but we we only were like 5 10 minutes off of of 95. We got back on 95 and then all of a sudden we weren't on it anymore and we we're just like, huh. Yeah. That's There's cool. nothing worse than being in places where you're just uncomfortable and you're like, I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> Well, all of a sudden, it looked like we were on the kind of um, the kind of roads between Detroit and where Brian grew up, and it was just like, did we get transported to Michigan by accident? Like, what the hell? Yeah, happened? that's even more scary. <laughs> yeah, <You know. laughs> yeah, it is. But we no, we got back fine, and uh, I don't know. It's always exciting to see New York again. Yeah, because other places are like dc is a cool city but it's just it's always good to be like no new york here we are <laughs> yeah i mean i can't imagine i mean right now just traveling anywhere outside of new york just you know going to a different state just like you know like having that um that view from like the news and what you hear on social media you know what i mean like it's kind of tainted everywhere you go at the moment yeah when's the last time you left queens <laughs> last time i left queen yeah uh i guess two weeks ago when i went upstate oh okay i forgot about that right yeah right <laughs> i feel like um you ever seen that movie the warriors i have i know a little about it but i've never seen it so you know it's just basically like all the you know the gangs in new york um in the 70s and you know it's really got some ridiculous gangs but, like, they all have a summit up in, like, um, I think in the Bronx. And there's one gang from, like, Coney Island. You know, and you know the distance between Coney Island and the Bronx is, right. like, ridiculous. So they they, they they have funny, they have reservations about going to this summit because, you know, they think it's, you know, some of them think it's going to be, you know, it's crazy. You know, this guy's calling for peace because, you know, like, the main dude is calling, <clears throat> excuse me, he's calling for peace to, like, Kind of like the the Mafia Five families, you know, like if if we all work together and, you know, we can all get paid, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and something similar to that. And then, but basically, you know, the guy gets murdered and they blame it on the, uh, this, this one gang from Coney Island. And the whole movie is them trying to get back to like their base, back to Coney Island. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, I'm not leaving Queens. 
Yeah, that's fair. It does. I mean, we we really only stopped uh, a couple of times, you know, like to get gas and yeah, um, and then we uh, like we my friend's pregnant. You know, that's why we were going down there was to drop this crib off to them. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we don't want to give her COVID. Uh, and <laughs> we, but we've also uh, we've both already had it. Right. And you so, just got tested recently. Yeah, that's true. I just got tested um last week. So um yeah, I don't know, but it, it was a weird thing because, you know, we came down we came down mostly to, to drop it off because they, you know, they need to get the their house together for the baby coming. But um, you know, we just we all wore masks and and then like opened up the windows. <laughs> yeah for about the you know the half hour where we were eating and then put the mask (laughs) back on but it was yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird thing um yeah but that's that's what i did yesterday it was kind of it was cool it was a nice ride i'm sure like just a a break from the norm right yeah and we had gotten such a shit ton of snow here um so it was it was kind (laughs) of nice to drive south yeah (laughs) Yeah, what did you do yesterday? I worked, you know, like a like a like a respectful citizen. I didn't oh, cut yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was off this whole week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, work's fun. Yeah, yeah work's always fun. <laughs> um, no, it's good to be Friday, and you know, kind of did nothing, but uh, you know, I made a ZD and just like, ate it, you know, so that was that was tasty and fun. Yeah. Yeah, we were just um, trying to plan. I'm gonna go next door because they're part of my household since we own the world's tiniest car together. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it could be ti- it could be tinier. You can have one of those like tiny those like British minis, not the American cars. minis. Yeah. Oh, even those with the little tumble cage like thing actually going on in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we just were trying to figure out like what we're gonna do for like what we're gonna make for christmas for mm. dinner oh i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna make a lasagna which i never have before okay yeah that's what we i don't know why my family like christmas was always um lasagna. either like lasagna or pizza yeah mm. we we went tomato based for for christmas <laughs> yeah i mean my mom used to make ziti for christmas well no no that's not true well she would make you know the traditional puerto rican you know the rice and beans and the pet knee so the arrocanandules and the pet knee but on new year's she'd make a ziti yeah so you know are the are the beans like a special like a is that the pigeon pea is that what you yeah saying? the green the green ones the, yeah the mm-hmm. nice yeah so you know that that would be but yeah there would always be like some even like you know my mom will get like during thanksgiving when she would get like kind of frisky she'd make like a zd along with the turkey (laughs) yeah it's nice to have something with a little acidity yeah to to go with all the rich stuff yeah exactly i need more heavy stuff in my stomach yeah i well it's not like this lasagna is gonna be light i actually found a (laughs) um uh ina garden recipe and it's for it was for turkey uh 
ground, like mm. ground turkey, which I'm not, or turkey sausage actually, which I'm not going to do. But um, she mixes goat cheese in with the ricotta. So I think oh. I'm going to do that because ricotta, I can't stand unseasoned ricotta. So. I, 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 um, I usually what I do is with the ricotta, I'll, I'll make the meat and this goes visidio lasagna. I'll make mm-hmm. the meat and then I'll put the sauce in the meat and then I'll put the ricotta and mix it all together. Oh. And then I, I, I cook it a little bit to heat it up mm-hmm. because ricotta does not taste good. <laughs> no, no, it's so, and- it's so bland. And you and it, the the consistency and the texture is also not something that I'm a fan of. Yeah. So when I put it with the meat and the sauce, it kind of breaks all down, and with the heating up, it kind of like takes on a different flavor. Yeah. All the flavors kind of get into it, and then I put it with the you know I mix it with everything because yeah, just putting it there like that. Mm-mm. <laughs> do you know what people do in the Midwest because ricotta isn't a thing, or at least it wasn't when I was a kid. It, it is. I'm sure it is now. Like the, sour cream, maybe? What are they? No, you it's you do cottage cheese that you blend it. So, oh, yeah. So like you blend the cottage cheese so that it's more like I mean, the texture, so it's not big curds. It's um, ricotta cheese. A o. <laughs> Mark for edit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't. I didn't mean to shame you about that joke. I hate it. That's no, right. I'll, I have a lot. I can take care of the shaming on my. Own. <laughs> um yeah but I'm, but I'm gonna make gonna make lasagna very exciting it'll be a, a new world all right and when was the last time you made lasagna i don't think i've ever made lasagna you don't think you've never okay are yeah. you gonna use the um so they have these noodles that you don't have to boil well um Ina says that you can just use regular noodles, but you just soak them in really hot tap water for like 20 mm. minutes while you're making the rest of the stuff. And then oh, okay. the sauce just cooks it the rest of the way. Yeah. And that's kind of how like the, 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 um, no boil or bait, whatever it's called. Um, they're just hard. You put them on the, the bottom and the, the steam, the sauce, everything makes it soft and it works. Nice. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Who wants to be boiling noodles in advance? And then, like, you, you pull them out and they rip. <laughs> yeah. Like, which is really annoying. So, yeah. It's going to be but... exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What about you? It doesn't feel like Christmas. It doesn't? No. Yeah. No. You know, it's like. I don't know. This working from home thing. I mean, I'm glad to still have a job, of course, but like just the lack of a disconnect yeah, really makes uh, it hard to like enjoy things. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I, I don't know. I guess like I've done, I've sort of, uh, I think I might've gotten all of your Christmas feelings right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I no, I th- I mean I think oh, I may oh. have like um I may have stolen oh, yeah. them. Oh, like the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, because I've had sort of the best Christmas season ever. <laughs> I don't have to see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to there's no work party. <laughs> 
Oh, you know what? That's true. Like I, all of the Christmas stuff I've done has been stuff that I actually enjoy and not stuff right, that right. was like duty based <laughs> duty. Uh, no, I don't know. Like I decorated a lot more this year and, uh, I mean, it was, it, it's a, it is a bummer to not be able to plan, you know, to see more people on Christmas, but like, you know, we, I organized that gifts ch- exchange thing for our friends yeah. and that we're going to do on zoom and, you know, it obviously doesn't like make COVID better, but, um, I don't know. I feel like I just did, I did more stuff that actually meant something to me. Okay. People. Yeah. Yeah. And every day, like I get up and I turn on both of the, like the little trees, like I have one regular tree and then um, one of those weird, like retro uh, ceramic trees from, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, I'll, I don't know. I can't describe it, but like people used to make them, but I just bought one last year because I just wanted mm-hmm. to have something with lights. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just get up and I turn my trees on and, you know, it's, it's just, we're just living in a little bubble here. I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies and. Really? What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, I mean, favorite one, favorite one is probably, and this is wildly unpopular, um, is Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I love... I've never actually seen it. Oh, see, a lot of people just don't like him, and then a lot of people are also, like, really attached to the cartoon, which I never was. Mm. So, yeah, so I love that one, and Brian and I watched uh, The First Home Alone together recently. Mm. Um, I watched my Garfield Christmas special. Okay. I watched... um, Have you heard of Emmett Otter's Jug Band? No. It's something that Meryl... Uh, of course, of course. Well, about, it's, it's like a it's a Jim Henson Christmas special from the seventies. Oh, okay, I had never heard of it, and apparently, like Brian and Ricardo both knew about it. But it's the sweetest thing ever. It's so cute. Mm. Um, it's like about these this mom and son otter who live on this river, and there's a um, there's a talent show that they both they don't realize that they both enter it. Because they both want to buy each other stuff with the prize money. It's ridiculous. It's so cute. Oh, it's like the gift of uh, Magi, is that? Uh is that what the is that what the the Kings did? No, isn't that the that story, Gift of Magi is the um I cut my hair to buy you a watch, I sold my watch to uh, buy you a comb. Yeah. Blah blah blah. I slipped I slipped my wrist because Christmas is sad. <laughs> to get myself away from you. Um, <laughs> and also to give you um, you know, some time alone. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was willing to do whatever it took at Christmas. Yeah. Uh yeah, but I would highly recommend Emmett Otter's jug band Christmas. Emmett Otter's jug band. Okay. Yeah, I, it's I so sweet. Um what else? I mean, I'm, I haven't watched it yet this year, but I'm a big fan of Scrooged. That's I yeah, think I, that's one of Brian's favorites. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen that movie? I'm not really fond of Christmas movies. Oh well, that's like an you know, it's like an anti-Christmas movie, sort of. Yeah, just the whole thing. Like, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't, um, yeah. And then everyone's trying to, um, 
lump Die Hard as a Christmas movie, and I'm like, yeah. I don't see how that's possible. Well, that like, would be like saying huge that debate. Bridget Jones is a Christmas movie just because parts of it happen at Christmas. Or like, yeah. it would be like saying Harry Potter is always a Christmas movie because Christmas is in it every year. True. Or yeah. Lethal Weapon. I mean, like, the woman jumps off the building to kill herself while um, Jingle Bell Rock is playing. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, is that a Christmas movie? Is that uplifting? I don't know. I bet she got some air. That's probably uplifting. I mean, she was she was high prior, and then just low <laughs> after. Um, I so. also i i uh, on Monday I got my port out. Yay! Yep. And How do you was- feel? Really good, really good. You're not connected to technology anymore. I know they like they'll have to. I'll have to get a new chip inserted somehow. Like, Apparently, the vaccine does that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you yeah. gotta love it. <laughs> but I, yeah, I got home afterwards and uh, was gonna take a nap, and I was like, "Oh, I'll watch White Christmas," and White Christmas has a huge. Um, musical intro section and i fell asleep and i woke up when the the credits were rolling so i never saw a single actor on screen (laughs) i don't know what white christmas is it's that um that bing crosby uh oh no why can't i think of her name that's bad the who's george clooney's aunt rosemary clooney it's like bing crosby and rosemary clooney I don't even know. I've not. I, uh, you've, you've, ne- you've never seen never, White Christmas. No, I've never. I, I listen. There's two things: <laughs> old, old, old movies with white people. I don't really. <laughs> um, there's only like a handful that I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah, and then it's a Christmas movie. That's so. I did not know you were anti-Christmas movie. I, I mean, I just don't get it. <laughs> like why? why they're fun no i just like it's like you know it's it's kind of like the you know let's be dicks the whole year and then on christmas we'll be um we'll come and 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 realize we were dicks and then going and go back to being dicks for the rest of the year and then i'll see you next year on christmas to not be a dick (laughs) wow That is an interesting perspective and one which I don't know if I would have <laughs> necessarily felt that that's what they were saying in Christmas movies. Who's the Grinch now? <laughs> <laughs> you're a Mondo. You're a Grinch. No, well, I mean... Not a, you're not a Grinch. No, I'm not a Grinch. I don't think so anyway. But uh, I, I think... I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. And it's not like I had like terrible Christmas, you know, as a kid. It's just like. I don't know if I believe that. It's, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like there's just, you know, the hypocrisy of, of people is, is really comes out during the holidays. Yeah. And it kind of just, you know, drives me insane. But I don't know if everybody is like that though. No, it, no, no, no. This is totally generalizing. There are there are good people in the world. I... <laughs> Hopefully, there are good people in your house. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, 
I hope the cat the cats are nice. The cats are nice. <laughs> um yeah. They didn't mine didn't get any well, that's not true. Mine have gotten so much stuff this year. Yeah, it's called the vet bills. The vet bills. Well they <laughs> the put their, their little hobo houses that they sleep in. <laughs> the vet bill. They're they're um the medicine. Um yeah. <laughs> food, litter, a roof over their head. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I really sound like a terrible human being. <laughs> Let's. No, you don't. I should get them like little, little bottles of whiskey. <laughs> then can... there'll be, then there'll be no more vet bill, <laughs> no more, <laughs> no more uh, food. Bill. Yeah, like that's all I need is like to get the the eighteen and nineteen year old cat super hammered and they die. Yeah, I don't think they could take it. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, this is probably what I'm going to say is probably going to get, I mean, I don't know if PETA is listening, but Mm -hmm. so when I was a kid, um, my stepfather, they bought their dog when they moved in with us. They bought their, they had like a, a, a Belgian shepherd and every now and then they would give it a little bit of rum. (laughs) <laughs> like just like a sip and the dog would get like you know would get kind of like tipsy and drunk and it would just start to like it just like lay down and be like completely fucked <laughs> i don't know it's kind of funny but I, I see how that is um you know inhumane <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why because it <laughs> I guess because it's a bigger dog, it just kind of feels like he's close enough to a person that maybe it's, it's you know, it's fine. Also, it was the 70s, right? No, this was like the 90s. Armando. <laughs> I, was, I, was trying to, I was trying to give you an out there. I didn't do it. My, you didn't it do my it. My stepfather. No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't giving the dog rum. Why would you waste rum? <laughs> You know, that's why I've never really heard of giving animals booze. That's funny. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was just weird. It's just really weird. But you know, <laughs> hey, listen, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what so. it is. Which, um, it's actually it is what it is. I would say is sort of the opposite of my takeaway of this week's poem. Oh yes. Um. So. This week we are reading A Dream Deferred by Langston Hughes. Let me ask um, you something. Is it is yes. it called A Dream Deferred or is it called Harlem? Oh, that's true. I I, I think it's called Harlem A Dream Deferred. Okay. Because I think I think I said we were reading A Dream Deferred last week and then when I actually went to read it I was like that is not the title. <laughs> I could be wrong. I just um Yeah, I totally could be wrong. But it, it's the but it's the famous one that starts out, you know, what happens to a dream deferred, and then lays out some options. It is called Harlem. I totally messed that up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, but, it's, um, it's it actually made it seem uh, it it made it more specific, like having like that he basically contextualized all of these statements by calling it Harlem. Yeah. You know that uh, like obviously because it's Langston Hughes uh you know and he typically wrote about black people's lived experiences like you you know I kind of always thought that's what this was about but then just calling it Harlem uh you know gave it 
give it a whole additional layer. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think this was written in the 50s. So it's a little bit after, you know, the Harlem Renaissance, which, you know, was like from the 20s into like, you know, the early 30s, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of just, you know, had this cultural boom in Harlem with, you know, arts and literature and, and just like, you know, the new uh, black experience um, in America, you know, artistic, you know, all these things. And then, um, you know, much like, you know, every, everything after the crash in 29, you know, those, you know, areas that were kind of booming specifically kind of, you know, went, uh, Peter went a little. Yeah. I mean, the crash just brought everybody down and usually, you know, you know, people of color usually feel the economic burden harder than uh, most. And, you know, yeah. but I mean, I mean, it's hard to say that in, 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 you know, in 29, 30s, because, you know, if you look at pictures, everyone is kind of lists, you know, everyone looks like they've been run through the mill, you right. know, across this country. Um, but, you know, I, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the I don't know, I don't know how, there's, there's so many ways to interpret this poem, whether it's the loss of like, you know, hope, for you know um inclusion mm-hmm. where there's a loss of hope of, of of a of a you know harlem which was like the mecca of cultural uh, arts for african americans and and that is you know kind of dying so to speak yeah and, you know like you know there's so many like different things that's going on in this poem and it's so short that like it's but it's so rich mm-hmm. well it's a i mean the word choice of deferred is so specific that it kind of it, it at least holds open the door to the idea that it's not it's mm. not over yeah um but then but then i wondered is it is it really being optimistic or is it um or is it sort of more a reference to that idea of like things will get better but it's not your time right now that mm. black people in in particular in America have, you know, gotten so many versions of um even you know, even like the debate before slavery was abolished of uh you know, what's the what's the right way to go about this? Do we do we ask for full equality or do we try to, you know, is incremental good enough? Is incremental the only way to get there? Um, and I feel like that's a conversation we keep having, you know, today mm-hmm. around everything yeah. over and over again of, can we just say, you know, we want healthcare, we want to say <laughs> what our values are as a society and get there. Or do we have to be like, well, you know, you got to improve by stages. And I'm, I'm not sure how I used to be more of a, a incremental <laughs> apologist, I think. And I, I don't feel that way as strongly anymore. I think the 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 actions of you know the of the Republicans um, presently, um, the way that you know the the petulance, right? Like when they're in power, they 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 act like you know they're they no they don't give a shit about anything and no one cares. And then when there's even a semblance of them losing any type of power, it's like they're like you know, a child who is cranky and needs a nap, you know? Mm. And, you know, the I for me, in the idea of, of incremental change, 
would work better if we had a better dance partner. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when, and when you, when you see the actions of, of, you know, the, you know, it's, I don't even know. I mean, politics shouldn't be one against the other. It should just be a group of ideas and discussion, but it doesn't, that doesn't happen. Right. So, or anymore at least, but now it's become, you know, me versus, or, you know, us versus them, which is not a really good thing, but it is what it is. And yeah, if you like, you kind of have to, you know, not take the same road, but you know, and I know we've had this discussion before, but maybe that, you know, maybe the, the high road isn't the best way to go. Right. But in taking the low road, I guess, I mean, I just think that, you know, you, they, you know, there should be some, if you are going to strong arm people, mm-hmm. um, do it strategically. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, and, and yeah. And, and, and also have a really good message for the country, you know, like why this is happening. You know, not like, uh, well, we're not, you know, with this recent, um, they're having issues passing the relief bill. And it's like, well, we're not going to fund states because, you know, you should have handled your money better. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. what is, like, fuck you and your paternalistic fuck. That that money belongs to the people anyway. Right. <laughs> like, you and know it, what? And it's mostly, yeah. and it's mostly coming out of the blue states that they want to deny it to the that's where yeah, the money's it, coming from exactly and it's like you know all this talk about all this talk about funding and money like had you know had you just like reconsidered you know the budget for military spending just a little bit you could have actually funded this whole country probably for the next two years yeah um, you know it's just you know we keep creating arguments or straw men or whatever you want to call it like but really you know nobody really wants to handle the situation because it, it it's not that it's easy but it, i don't know it just makes it so it's a better way to pit people against each other yeah i don't know instead of working together i don't know but yeah fuck it just strong arm everybody <laughs> that's what i'm saying biden just do it <clears throat> You know, because I don't know, but back to the poem, like, how do you feel about like, you know, just constantly, I don't know. Like, do you think it's, do you think it's hopeful? I guess is my question. Uh, I, maybe it's (laughs) like, there's, there is the potential there in the idea that the dream is deferred. And then there's also something about the, um, you know, all of, all of the different options that he gives of what yeah. can happen to the dream if, if mm-hmm. it is deferred. Um, it's almost, it almost just feels more practical to me of the, uh, so if you tell people like, like, you know, like say uh, for like for black people or gay people, or, you know, if you tell them, sorry, you can't vote right now we'll get there but you're just gonna have to like basically believe in the process right and hope that eventually your civil rights catch up or you can't get married and mm-hmm. you know you can't but that would apply to both black people and gay people you can't marry who you want to marry right um it's not that, your time yet it's not your time yet sorry <laughs> right. basically like it's uh e- you know even when it's not done in a like 
you know, so suck it up, but of just sort of that suck it up is the practical answer, basically, like whether it's done with whether it's said with maliciousness or just kind of this is how the world is. If you tell somebody to suck it up, it will have consequences. And so that's kind of what I think is cool about all these different things he lists out of when you tell people to suck it up, you know, maybe it'll be like scar tissue that just sort of like heals over and they live their life and it's not what they wanted, but they make the best of it. Or, or maybe it's going to rot them from the inside Mm -hmm. and, you know, and either they like, they're not going to participate in your society the way that you want them to or right. maybe there's like at the end or does it explode like maybe maybe you have revolution maybe yeah. maybe you have violent revolution yeah and I, I think yeah and i don't so i don't know if it's optimism so much as sort of like the um the natural consequence mm-hmm. of of what of how you treat people actually like it feels almost more like science of just saying <laughs> you can't you can't tell people to just suck it up. <laughs> Eventually yeah. like something will, will happen as a result of that. Right. And, and there've been times, you know, like when I've had therapists tell me, you know, Oh, well, the way you're reacting to this, this isn't, this isn't you being crazy. This is the natural reaction to trauma. Mm. And that's, <laughs> that's been something that's been very comforting to me of like, Oh, I'm not being unreasonable. This is what, this is what happens to you. When something like this, this is the end result of something else acting upon you. Right. This isn't, this isn't necessarily, you know, like the result of your choices or, oh, that's life. Like things are going to happen in your body. Things are going to happen in the world because of, you know, the choices you then make because of what's happened to you. I don't know. Does that all make sense? Like, I, like, I think it's, 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 it's so, um, this idea of like I it, people can make whatever choices they want because it's expedient and mm-hmm. then somebody else is going to have to pay the cost for it. Right. Eventually it's going to come around yeah. in some way. Now I don't believe in like karma in that way. Um, but it's more like the thing where, when Trump got, when Trump got COVID and I saw, I saw a meme that said, this is not, co- this is not karma. This is science. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you don't try to protect yourself from a virus and you expose yourself over and over. Yeah, it's like that's not that's not like cosmic retribution. That's just how viruses work. Yeah. So, yeah, like if you if you keep your like if a society keeps its foot on people's neck, eventually something maybe is going to happen that they don't. Right. (laughs) You know, something will come of it. Yeah. And I think every every question is is a, a certain type of reaction right yeah like different people are gonna take it differently yeah. mm-hmm. and i you know it, it all depends on like you said it all depends on how people react to the situation i mean whether it's fight or flight um you know different things um you know the the does it explode to me is always more hopeful than the what happens to a dream deferred and yeah. i don't know why i i just think because whether it's through a revolution or you, well, I, I guess that is revolutionary. You can crumple the whole, you can dismantle the whole thing or just, you know, destroy the whole thing. Um, You know, either way it leads to change. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the only problem, I mean, there's so many problems with revolution is that, you know, you know, you, you, the, the state has their police and they use them as we saw you know, <laughs> yeah. over, over, you know, this 
eight month period. Um, you know, it's, I don't know, you know, I always, when I, you know, in undergrad, I had a mentor and he was, you know, he was a socialist. Um, and he would always talk about, you know, the choices you make when you, um, protest and what are those choices going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, you can choose to violently protest, but just be mindful that they're going to use double violence upon you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, every way that you protest is a, is a reaction, but how, you know, what your actions are, are going to be met most likely, <laughs> um, times two by the opposite side. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, it was supposed to be a country that, you know, allows for free speech, but you know, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. Um, it's funny. I I think I had combined, I had combined this this poem in my in my head with a raisin in the sun, which is hilarious. I mean, oh, it's, it's yeah, like it's it is some some of the same imagery as far as like the dried fruit and, mm-hmm. um, but I did. Did you? I when I was I was looking up where, um, Langston Hughes' residence was. Mm-hmm. in harlem and um he, it actually came up on the the new york city lgbt historic sites yeah so there's a lot of rumors about him um being gay or at least um maybe bisexual oh okay um but it's never been like um it's never he like he never came out and, well obviously he's dead so um right but, but um so yeah i mean i i think that you know there's probably it's probably, you know, true. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what am I going to say? I mean, I, I, you know, I don't. Yeah. You know. Okay. I was just curious because I had never, I had never heard that before. So I was, I was surprised. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. He, um, oh, in that website, because I saw the website you sent. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was Audrey Lord who is a feminist uh, lesbian writer. Yeah, and she she died of cancer like I think twenty years ago, thirty years ago maybe. Uh, but she was like, you know, there was a quote in there from her on that website. It was like, <laughs> if you if you read his words, you know, she's like, she's like definitely, um, she's like these are the words of a gay black man, you know, right? Um, Which I thought was kind of an interesting thing for her to say that so conclusively yeah she was just all into it right? like so she was like so like you're not changing my mind yeah. um <laughs> that, yeah she might as well have just like said he is gay <laughs> you're not changing my mind yeah uh i mean if you know it's always you know if you read um you know if you use different lenses to read so if you read if you read the, you know his works under the, the lens of a of a black man you go okay but then if you read his work under the lens of a gay black man, then it just opens up all these other types of uh, interpretations that you would receive, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's all interesting. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. When you uncover something. So, but you know, I mean, yeah. she, she, she was pretty sure about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Kind of going back to the him traveling so much thing. Have you have you traveled outside the U.S. much? 
Uh, I've been to uh, England, uh, London, Paris, and into in Barcelona and Madrid. Yeah. And oh, we went to Mexico. <laughs> we went to Mexico. Yeah. And Puerto Rico, but that's still in the U.S. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, did you I, have yeah. did you have different experiences there as a like a person of color? Um, not really. Uh, you know, like not that um, not that London is like you know, you know, they have racism there for sure, but they don't. This it's kind of weird and different. Um. I don't, I, it's 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 not like a lot of it is a little bit more class based. Yeah. Um, linked to skin color. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't feel. I mean, I was like what twenty something. I mean, but also like, I don't know. As a tourist, you kind of, you kind of like just get, you kind of like get just a little bit. It's not like I, I would imagine like driving in the south. You know, it's just really explicit, but it was, I didn't feel anything, but, but I wasn't, you know, that I was just a dumb kid, you know? Yeah. So, um, the only thing in which was kind of weird was going to Barcelona because of their beef with like, you know, being like the, you know, they, they don't, they, they speak like different type of Spanish and then the, they judge the Castilian. You. Yeah. Yeah, and then they judge you and they're kind of hostile. Not hostile, but like just a little like get away. Mm. Um but, you know, I don't know. That's why like when I go like to different countries like I don't try to speak my broken Spanish. I just try to just be like, "Listen, I speak English because let's not, you know, I don't want to insult you or insult my or, you know, make myself look stupid, you know." Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. How about you? I mean, aside from Mexico, did you I have not really traveled that much. Um, I, I mean, around the U.S., but I've I've been to Canada and I've been to Mexico, but I never, I never made it out. Otherwise, made that's it why out. if I ever if I ever get to uh, if we any of us ever get to travel again, that's one of the things that that I want to do more of. Yeah, I mean, traveling is still happening. It's just not wise, probably. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess in two years, um, things will be somewhat safe to go places. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I felt, yeah. I mean, I felt weird about us even, you know, doing that yesterday. But it was like, well, the baby's coming one way or another. So, we've yeah. Got- how far How far along is she? Uh, she's due in February. Okay, yeah, the baby's coming. The baby's coming, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, was helping uh, put together a virtual baby shower for her for January. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's funny with the virtual stuff because you actually probably ended up with like more people being able to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what it, what it's like. Mm. So, okay. (laughs) Two years. It's gone by. Yeah. Everybody's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Well, the majority of the people are, and everybody else is like kind of iffy about it. Right. Uh, we got Australia rates, you know, the country of Australia is like down to like nine a day or something like that. Wow. Where are you going to go? 
I've, I mean, I've always, I, my family's super Irish and British, so I've, I've always wanted to go there. Um, but I don't know. I'd love to do like a, a Mediterranean mm-hmm. whole, whole jag too. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's yeah. Cool. What about you? I want to sleep comfortably <laughs> while everybody's gone. While everybody's <laughs> gone. <laughs> I love that you're like, your dream deferred is to be Rip Van Winkle. My, yeah. If I could have slept through these like three years, ugh. like I, it's so funny. Like, you know, every, uh, like I'm so nervous about like January 20th. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I like I just feel like there's so many why is there so many steps? <laughs> mm-hmm. And if I could just sleep until then and then wake me up and then go back to sleep and then wake me up later. <laughs> I don't know. I um I don't know. I don't know where I would uh wanna go. Just I mean I just I don't even know. I'll have to see the client the state of everything. I yeah. did see that um speaking of Ireland, I did see that um they said that it's like the second best place for quality of life. Oh, really? Second best country, yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Nice. So, you know, you could move there. <laughs> yeah, I could move there. I mean, I don't have... Maeve and I uh, had a... Like, our backup plan was that... Because she has, she has dual citizenship. Um, yeah. So that I could... We could get married, so I could go with her, and then we would just, like, put matt her actual partner in like a suitcase or something we'd put he him in a pay, he could just pay trunk. for the ticket yeah well but, oh you're <laughs> right because that's true because it wouldn't be legal either way so there's no point in hiding it like we don't need to smuggle him in i think you guys just want to put him in a, in a put him in a trunk just fold him up <laughs> Well, because he would do it. It would be awesome. You just pop up. I believe up they call like, it a boot over there. A boot. Oh, yeah. well, a trunk of a car or, or like a, yeah, like yeah. a trunk, like, like, like oh. a big, you know, like a, we were thinking of like a steamer chest, I think. Oh, that like we were perfect. pretending it was going to be like our hope chest or something. And, and our hope was going to be Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Maybe I come up with some wild ideas sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, you you don't even have alcohol to blame. No, I don't. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, then, then you'll then you'll start thinking normal. Yeah, I keep seeing all these articles about how like people are people's alcohol consumption is ramped up so much, and here's how to cut back. And I was like, okay, well, at least that's that one passed me by. Yeah, yeah, alcohol consumption. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's definitely it's, has it's real. Up. It's yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's, it's like you know, it's like what the hell? Oh, another bottle gone. All right, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you get your tree up? What did you get your Christmas tree up? <laughs> no, it's still in the box. We're gonna do it today. Oh, okay, nice. We're gonna do it today. That's a uh, um. That's the goal. At least we hope. There's a box that looks like the Christmas tree. Otherwise, I don't know what's in that box. <laughs> I, you imagine you open it. It's just full of like balled up paper. Like, well, no Christmas. The end. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what's in there, to be honest. I mean, we, we think it's a tree. It's just that we ordered the tree. Did I tell you the tree story? No. So we went <laughs> last Saturday to go buy a real tree. Yeah. And so normally the tree, if you go buy it at the stand where the guys are, they're like about 65 to 70 bucks. Okay. But then last year we discovered that if you go to Home Depot, it was like $45. Yep. So much and cheaper. But I said, I know I, I, I told Tracy, I said, I'm willing to go to the guy and pay more so we don't have to deal with basically what ends up being these Polish and Italian people fighting over trees <laughs> in a very crowded area of Home Depot. In Queens. In Queens. So I said, oh, well, I'll gladly pay the extra 20 25 so we go there and the guys, we we look at a tree and like, oh, this tree is awesome. It's beautiful. It looks great. It's about maybe six feet, maybe. Mm-hmm. The guy's like, okay. I'm like, how much? He's like, 120. I said, no, <laughs> not paying $120 for a tree. I'm not, nope. So yeah. So we left and we bought a $90 fake tree on Amazon. Okay. It's supposed to be seven feet, but what's in that box? <laughs> I don't know about that. I, it might, it might, it might have, it might be a lie. <laughs> Just like Christmas and love. Yeah, all lies. Um, no, it might. Like, I'm wondering. Like, it did it. Like, was it like a a, um, a math equation where it, like said seven feet minus three feet? Well, it probably has a stand that uh, it's you know like it's not inserted into yet that'll give it a little more height. I don't know. I'm a little worried. Or I'm if, not really that worried. Or it but. probably like the if it's that tall of one, the the pieces of the trunk probably, you know, like you insert them into each other. Like it's probably it needs to be assembled, I bet. Oh yeah, I, yeah, no no. It's, I definitely know that it needs to be assembled, but even just thinking about like, you know, the most IKEA of trees, like this <laughs> I feel like there's a box missing, you know? Yeah. Well, but. just keep the box, and if it's not tall enough, set it on the box. <laughs> <laughs> It'll give it a little boost. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I'm also curious of why we haven't opened the box, but that's, you know, that's procrastination and you know, <laughs> therapy. Uh, <laughs> so, like, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. But it's got it's got to be used for at least two years to make up for the cost of having a real tree, right? Well, and if it's not like exactly what you want, you can always have it be like the backup tree. Oh, like the like a backup dancers, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the back or backup singers. Yeah, why not? I watched um, I watched that movie again. I probably watched it four times at this point. Um the documentary 25 feet from stardom the one that's about backup singers oh yeah i've never seen that yeah it's so good and uh a big part of it's about darlene love and she's the one that sings that christmas song christmas baby please come home oh she's the the one that goes baby please come home yeah (laughs) (laughs) and she's just shouting that one yeah that one the one she was on um david letterman loved like that was the only christmas song he liked so he's uh he would have her on every year to sing it yeah yeah um is that the one that starts off bells will be ringing no um it's the one that like 
we're singing deck the halls but it's not like christmas at all oh yes 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 yeah that's right and is that your favorite christmas song i mean it's it's like one my favorite like pop kind of christmas songs um you know like i sang a lot of super traditional uh christmas stuff in choir when i was a kid so like i have some weird ones i like from that but Mm. um but yeah i really like that one and i mean i've always been a big fan of i'll be home for christmas because when i was little i don't know what tv show it was i watched if it was like highway to heaven or some shit like that but there was some show where uh like this little girl thought her dad was gonna come home for christmas but she didn't know he was in jail And so the, um, you know, like the whole about I'll be, I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Mm -hmm. And so my whole, I think I was probably like 30 before I realized that song was not about people being in jail. Mm. Um, and apparently I enjoy that enough to say that (laughs) that's, but that's always, I was always always like, that's so moving. (laughs) Little Karen thought it was moving. What about you? What are your favorite Christmas songs? I, it's hard because, you know, I used to work in a record store. Yeah. And you work, I mean, and anyone who's work, work, re, continues to work retail knows that Christmas time is, is the fucking worst time to work in. <laughs> yeah. It's just a barrage of Christmas music that never ends. Yep. Um, I, I like the, the, I guess the Bells of Be Ringing one is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I don't know it that much because I didn't even know if the other one was part of it. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then you know you have the you you know the the Mariah Carey one, which is really annoying. All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, that one when my when my neighbors next door would have uh, really loud parties, pretty much directly on top of my apartment. I had the, all this impotent rage about it. And so I would take my iPad and I would just put that song on repeat and I would turn mm. it up as loud as it would go and put it in the window. Yeah. And it, I knew they couldn't really hear it cause they were so much louder, but it just made me feel a little better. Just, I just leave it out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to fight you with Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. In July. I- while you're having your, your party in the summer, and, then, and no one, and then people walk in the street, just what is what's going on? <laughs> well, it, was in, it, was, it was out the back of the house, so it was even like probably all it was doing was punishing the neighbors on the other side. But yeah, yeah, that's Brian, isn't it? Oh yeah, so it doesn't really. Matter. Yeah, it coming. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh. Um, I was thinking, uh, oh, like about, what was I going to say? So I started, we were always talking about, um, like representation and seeing, you know, different things. So I, I was watching this, uh, show called Queen Sono on Netflix and it's like filmed in South Africa and it's like, you know, it was just, you know, it's like a cheesy alias type show. You remember that show with Jennifer Garner? Oh Yeah. And like you know, she's in the um in like the the agency where like you know like a like the government CIA or whatever some government agency where like she's like a spy. Okay. And you know it's it's just it, I mean it's really cheesy, but like it's you know it's it's really good to watch, but it's also just fun to watch like TV shows that like you know primarily are not 
you know, white male driven. Yeah. You know, or, you know, it's actually like, I mean, it, it, there's white people there because, you know, it's South Africa and of course they're white people. But, um, you know, it's just cool to see um, just, you know, a mixture of, of people and different people of color taking the lead, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty good. And it's fun to watch. This is, you know, a TV spy show where, you know, calamity ensues, you know, <laughs> I <laughs> mean, it's not a comedy, but, right? but yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's, it's a cool, it's definitely cool to watch. I've been yeah, watching, anyway. um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've been watching the, that Netflix series, um, the movies that made us. Oh yeah. 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 It just like does like a deep dive into, uh, you know, how different movies were made. And so the one on Dirty Dancing, I would highly recommend if you're a Dirty Dancing fan. Um, and then the in the Home Alone one was really interesting too. Mm. What was so, like Home Alone, like what was so, what do you mean? Like what was uh, cool about So what was cool about the Home Alone one was that it's, it's a John Hughes movie. And yeah. He liked to uh, he liked to film things in Chicago and mm -hmm. the you know there so that's where the movie's set and there's you know the wait have you seen Home Alone? I have I haven't seen it in a very long time but I have seen it. Okay, so you know they've got they're this family with this giant house in the yeah, suburbs like, of Chicago. Buku rich. Buku rich. So the when they filmed it, what what John Hughes did was he found this um, abandoned high school. And mm -hmm. he just bought it. And then he had his whole like production team set up in the high school. And so like they each got each department would have a whole classroom <laughs> is their space. And then the the house was actually, you know, like it was gorgeous on the outside, the location that they found, but they couldn't shoot on the inside because it just wasn't remotely big enough. Oh. And uh, so what they did was they built the house inside the gym of this abandoned oh. high school. Wow, interesting. Yeah, and then they had a whole um, funding issue where I can't remember which studio they were with initially. I want to say it was like Paramount. Um, they they had told them that they would make it for say like eleven four or eleven point seven million, and mm -hmm. then when they actually once production started, it turned out that they were going to be at fourteen million instead. And so the studio just said, oh, no, that's not the agreement we made. Shut it down over what's, you know, like a relatively small amount of money, you know, millions right. is not, but for, you know, TV or film production it is. And so um, John Hughes was friends with a guy who worked at Fox and he was having lunch with him. And that guy just happened to bring the head of Fox to lunch with mm -hmm. him. And so he had, you know, when they asked him how things were going, he was like, "Yeah, we're having this issue. We'll see what happens. And so the head of Fox said, well, if they shut you down, let me know. And so the other studio pulled the plug. They told John Hughes, you know, did something he was not really supposed to do because you're not allowed to just like deal mm -hmm. with another studio right off the bat like that. But he he told Fox and Fox was like, don't shut it down. Keep going. We've got you. And wow. so the the representative from the first studio went around to all those different classrooms and would go in each one and be like, we're sorry, you're shut down, go home, don't come back. And then I don't know if he was an EP, um, but the another guy, you know, on the film 
would then go in the room right behind the Paramount guy and say, he's wrong. We're not done. We've got funding. Keep going. And so they just walked around this entire school together. Like one, he would just wait for the other guy to leave the room and then go in and tell them. And so they got all the way to the end and the, the guy from Paramount was like, why are you following me? Why are you going in every room after I do? And the, the producer said, uh, yeah, sorry. Just so you know, you're, you're fired. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> and so, and they never, they never lost any days on the production. They just kept going and Fox picked them up and produced it or, you know, financed it. Wow. Yeah. So there was it, stuff like that. And it, it's a cool series. Cause you get, you get more of the, you know, the actual, like how the sausage is made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of the, um, Cool, like the like seeing how like yeah like the, the the struggle to make a movie because of all the shit that sometimes happens yeah um, is always fascinating uh, but I also like John Hughes was pretty popular why would you not fund the John Hughes film yeah I mean that does seem kind of ridiculous to be like oh John Hughes I'm not going to give you two more million as if you know and then it turns out that movie made such an astronomical amount of money right like yeah. talk about like um it's it's like when you hear like these networks uh pass up tv shows and you're like that's stupid huh <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah you had so many yeah that was like a, a cash cow right there wow that's that's interesting and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go off on dirty dancing too but like dirty dancing was uh was sort of technically an indie movie it was only four million dollars wow. and it was made by this completely random studio i'd never heard of so yeah, it's a it's a cool series. Like if it's um I don't know if I'm necessarily going to watch every episode of it if it's a movie that I'm not that attached to, but the if right. it, you know, if any of the ones they do are movies that you're into, it is really cool to, you know, to get the backstory on it. And they spend one uh episode per like movie? Yeah. And they so they had like the regular series uh that was three or four movies and then they did a uh, the holiday movies that made us and I think they they had Elf and they had Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's our that's our Christmas week. Broken corners. Did we did uh, we tell people we were broken corners? No. I keep saying it. They downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. You got no one to blame but yourself. That's right. You know, if you if you got in and out in like to this point where you know a little bit close to an hour, over an hour, and you thought this was another podcast, this, this, this. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like if you're waiting for the sporkful, if you're waiting for this American Life, it's not going to happen. Yeah, if you're waiting for like you know baseball, um, you know podcast America, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean we could talk baseball if you want. I mean baseball know. podcast America. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That sounded like something like it's it sounds like when you get the translations of <laughs> like Japanese Yeah. It's like be best. Well that no, that's Melania, I'm sorry. Right. Or like <laughs> like lemonade, yellow sour fruit drink. Mmm, yellow sour fruit drink. <laughs> so good. So um we are off next week because you know it's the holiday and even it's Christmas. Needs a break. Um, we will return in two, and um, I don't know. Everybody have a great holiday. Um, yeah, happy whatever. new year. 
yeah um you know be safe wear your mask um wash your hands <laughs> i always find it funny telling people to wash their hands but i mean you, you have to but it's just kind of like you should wash your hands anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah wash your hands for longer yeah like you don't know where you've been yeah exactly <laughs> although you should because hopefully you've just been in your house but not everybody can but yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna be back in 2021 because it's gonna be a new year it will be a new year which is exciting uh listen we said that last time that it was gonna be exciting it could yeah have potential <laughs> i don't know i'm excited to kiss this year goodbye for sure <laughs> All right. Well, happy holidays, everybody, and we'll be back with you soon. All right. All right.